This is the Ad Hero Podcast, the podcast that reveals marketing tips, trends, and techniques by industry experts, insiders, and influencers. For years, AdSymbol has helped businesses develop and launch campaigns to amplify their message, establish authority, and earn their lion's share of the market. This podcast will help you design and supercharge your plan to make an impact with valuable lessons you can apply in your business today. To get more information or start now, visit adsymbol.com. That's A-D-S-E-M-B-L-E.com. Let's get started. Welcome to the Ad Hero Podcast. Right here on Ad Symbol. My name is Gio Giovanni. And I'm Matthew Olivieri. And we're your personal ad heroes. We're excited to be back for another episode here in the Watchtower Studios, Ad Hero Podcast Watchtower Studios. Gino, I got a quick question for you. Uh, what's been going on in your life lately? Summertime and being cramped up here in the Watchtower. Summertime <laughs> in the living bees. No, I can't go anywhere. I, I, I have nowhere to go. So i am just been here. So um, well, after t- today, I'm going to take like a little sabbatical. Okay. Well, 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 you know, you bring up a really good point. Um, and that is, do you feel people are motivated this time of year, 2022 to get back out and travel, uh, go some destiny, you know, for the last couple of years, people have been on lockdown, you know, there's been pandemic and mass hysteria around all that, but now it feels like people are like kind of itching to like get out of their homes and like travel. Do you, are you oh, 100%, 100%, okay. and, and I can back that up with uh, at the time of this recording with the uh, tenants going uh, back up at the uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, San Diego <laughs> Comic-Con is back. Let's dive into that. What do we know about some of the numbers of the San Diego Comic-Con? Well, this is actually coming from uh, the actual San Diego comic or San Diego.org. Uh, it turns out in the four-day show, they were estimated anywhere between fifty to 90,000 at the actual attendance of 2019, which was their last live appearance because they had online appearances during the pandemic. Or I shouldn't say appearances, uh, shows, shows, okay. Um, 130,000. Wait, so, so 90,000, it's going to go up, to, they're expecting 130,000. No, 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 no. It was 130,000 in 2019. They're expecting anywhere between 50 to 90,000. Okay, so a little bit down, but not too bad. Right. Probably still a little bit of that, you know, not sure if it's safe to go out in the open, maybe, perhaps. What do you think that's about? I think, I, I don't think that's at all. I, I think gas prices can actually take a uh uh affect into it take the blame for some of that yeah i think i think people's wages you know i mean look this isn't a cheap event um i know i've i've i think if i've I've tried to go before it's like hundreds of dollars um plus you get if you plus if you don't live in the area you got to get hotel exactly i mean you're probably gonna want to dress up do some cosplay you got to invest in that Right. You know, you got to take on Sub-Zero at some point, you know, but lucky for us, Silicon Valley has its own Comic-Con. I saw that. And I've been once before and it was okay. I saw that. I saw that. Well, you know what? They, uh, 2023 should be a big year for movies, uh, coming back, especially comic book movies. I think there's going to be, uh, quite a few exciting titles coming out. So we'll have to keep our, we'll have to keep a pulse on that because, we know you guys, the listening audience of the Ad Hero Podcast, loves when we give some little snippets and some like updates in the 
MCU in the world of DC Comics, etc. And I got a rundown of them right here. I mean, I got the new Lord of the Rings, Ring of Power, or Rings of Power trailer hit. We uh, Dungeons and Dragons is going to have a movie. Wow, nice. Yeah. Uh, now there's a Batgirl. And then, of course, uh, the I Am Groot special coming out on Disney+. Plus. Nice. Uh, and then apparently, oh, and... Isn't volume three of... Um... Uh, isn't volume three of the Chris Pratt, uh, the, uh, Star Trek. No, not Star Trek. Uh, the MCU movie where he's plays the, Oh, Oh, with oh Groot. yeah. Um, Oh God. Gardens galaxy. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't volume three coming out next yeah, year. Yeah. It's going to come out next year. Okay. And then, uh, the, the, by the time of this recording, we don't know the official word yet, but it looks to be that Henry Cavill will reprise his role as Superman Whoa. in the upcoming Whoa. movie. Um, the one with uh, The Rock Johnson. Oh, my God. It just totally blanked my mind. And this is a new show. <laughs> um, yeah. That is big news, actually. I, didn't, I actually have not even caught that. You see, Gino is always on top of these things. That's why I love uh, working with you in the studio, man. You always know what's up. Uh, also, Deadpool 3 should be coming out next year, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? I hope so, because I haven't heard a thing about that other than okay. just talks black adam by the way is the movie with uh, oh, rock johnson, that, the rock johnson. Yeah, yes. so i'm really hoping that uh okay. henry cavill makes his superman reappearance once again okay good 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 well we have uh an exciting show today with tom geary guys we got a real treat for you tom geary is the creative director of a special agency called school of thought they specialize in um highly super creative advertising campaigns and he's going to come on the show in just a little bit here give us a rundown of advertising opportunities that you can capitalize on in a recession you own a, run a small business you're part of a small business team or any size business for that matter there are opportunities abound because let's face it everybody is still kind of in rebound mode from the pandemic, kind of trying to get back on their feet, move back forward again. And, uh, well, Tom seems to think that uh, now is the time to strike. And he's going to get into that in the B block. But before we do that, we have a massive update coming out of the world of Netflix, something else we love to talk about here. Gino, let's go into the A block and give the uh, give the audience what they want. Let's update go, on Netflix. Let's go in the A block. <laughs> <laughs> okay um you know there's so many things happening with netflix these days uh they were expected to have two and a half million new subscribers at the end of q1 turns out by the end of uh 2022 they're expected to lose two million subscribers <laughs> um they've also uh in this last quarter q3 alone lost uh almost a million subscribers right there wow uh, there has been uh, a third of their staff has been laid off. This is coming from TechCrunch as well as uh, Glitch. Uh, 450 employees announced that they will be laid off. And they are trying, and I think we discussed this before on the show with having to run ads. And they've been kind of testing out in test markets oh, here God. for uh, running ads. But now they are coming out and they've partnered up with Microsoft to run ads. who Microsoft has gotten into the ad game. And that was news to me who last year did about $2 billion worth in uh, ads. 
um, or actually brought in with ads. Uh, I, I didn't even know that. I did not know that either. Uh, but they also, because Netflix has always had a big thing with their uh, users sharing passwords, that now they will be introducing a new product where you can pay anywhere. I think it's, I think it's around $3 and you can extend to have a, have someone else be on your account is what they call a sub account. And they could pretty much have all the same experiences that, that you're having. You're just adding other people on so that Netflix can have people stop sharing the password and people actually having revenue come in uh, uh, but the one thing I do want to know about that is, is that, okay, if you're having to show ads and if you can, if you're paying for a top tier that you don't have ads, will that affect this subgroup of, uh, user bases? Uh, and because they're paying so little, I just wonder if they're going to actually have more brunt of the ads, because for me, that would be more logical and maybe even more fair because they're paying such a low amount. That's interesting. Yeah. A uh, few couple things to unpack there. First of all, Reed Hastings, co now co-CEO of Netflix. I believe he's still co-CEO. Um, Ted, right. Ser Ted Serendos is the other CEO uh, of Netflix. Famously always said, we will never have ads in Netflix. Well, sorry folks to say this, but never say never because inevitably you are your hand is either forced to do it or you had to make a decision to do it because you just lost two million subs. Uh, let's let's also talk about this whole password sharing thing. Listen, everybody that I'm aware of, I'm not going to name drop and implicate anybody here, <clears throat> present company included, myself, <laughs> uh, myself mostly. Everybody shares passwords. All right, I share passwords with my family members for a whole bunch of products and services, um, not exclusive to streaming services. But the fact of the matter is people do it. So Netflix is accepting of that. And they're saying, listen, people are going to do it anyways. We can't really stop it. So let's try to monetize it and offer this sub-tier level subscription. But to Gino's point, yeah, what does that mean? If I'm only paying... Now, correct me, Gino, you know about Hulu, right? Hulu has like an like a subscription tier where they still show ads, but it's yeah. limited. Is that correct? That's correct. So maybe this uh, do is the certain... be like that potentially. Yeah. And it, it's, it, they have an ad at the beginning and ad at the end, and they tell you up front that there's going to be an ad and then there's a timer on it as well, which I believe Netflix will also have. I think that's probably the route they're going to adopt. I don't have issue with it. I mean, it is what it is. There are people out there that are like, Hey, listen, if I can save five or $6 extra per month, go ahead and show me an ad. Are you in that camp, Gino? I'm okay with it. I mean, look, this was also brought up on another podcast, um, but we, we have to kind of get out of this uh, mentality that everything is free on the internet. Uh, you know, the, the, there is a, this kind of, um, what do you call it? Entitlement that like a lot of people just have, like, oh, because it's on the net, like, why should I be charged for that? And it's like, hey, look, you're only paying a couple of bucks. Like I've had so many people try to 
call me up and get uh, uh, my Netflix password. Actually, it's not even my Netflix. It's, it's my father's Netflix, and I don't even watch it. So it's like, why should I give you, granted you're a friend, but why should I give you my family's Netflix password? Just go and pay it yourself. It's 10 bucks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see your point. I totally agree with that 100%. Uh, so this will be interesting to know, or I should say to study the effects you know, is Netflix going to lose more subscribers as a result of this? Are they, or actually, will they gain some some subs? Right. The remaining. Oh, I think they're going to definitely. I think they'll gain some subs for yeah. people that are like, fine. I I didn't want to spring for the full ten bucks a month, but I'll pay the three dollars a month to be on my family account, and you guys can show me some ads, something to that effect, right? Right. Um, uh, and then theoretically, the revenue will go up because of the new subs as well as the ad revenue that they will make. So will this be uh, the last time you hear of them losing such a large amount of their subscribers? Uh, I think so. I think this will help right the ship a little bit. We'll have to wait and see. But listen, I also want to comment that I think Netflix has potentially another problem on their hands. And Gino, you and I were discussing this the other day. Uh, their, their content strategy needs to be adjusted. That's right. They are famous for just releasing the entire season of a show with the concept in mind that someone's going to sit down and just binge watch 24 hours of television so they can watch all 15 episodes or eight episodes or 10 episodes. Right. Right. Whereas Disney plus and Hulu and these other apps, streaming services, when they drop a brand new show like Mandalorian, they make you wait a week at a time to see each episode. And what, what effect does that create Gino? Uh, the binge watching effect? No, no, no. The water cooler. Effect. Oh, the water cooler effect. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, the water cooler effect where you, uh, per week can have conversations with people at an office, at school, and what have you, just like you could, you know, back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s about shows, you know, so, and, and and you would wait until the next week until the next pro, the next or the newest show comes out, but. And uh, the, the, the an- anticipation, the build that's up, right. Right? And, that's right? And then you're, and then you're inevitably maybe talking about it on social media and it's gaining right. more interest and more excitement and more people maybe even sign up for your service as a result of that. Because, uh, I mean, I, for one, when everybody was talking about game of Thrones, I didn't have HBO at that time, but it, everyone was like, Oh my God, you got to see game of Thrones. And they were, it was all over my social, it was all over Instagram. And as a result of that, I went and signed up for a, a damn HBO account. Cause I'm like, I felt like I was missing out. Okay. So I think Netflix has to adjust their strategy, change their strategy. And instead of just dropping all eight or nine episodes at once, spread it out. Gino, what do you think about that? Should they do that? Yeah, I think they should. Uh, you know, if you, if, if we're going by just the facts here, uh, when you look at their original content on something like a Rotten Tomatoes, for example, and we've discussed this on the show before, it's very low ratings from the critics and even the audience. I mean, unless it's like uh, Stranger Things, a lot of their other content just doesn't get that high of uh, regards. Right. It's it's the back catalog. It's the old shows. It's the old movies or new movies that come out that are not Netflix related. Uh, and they've lost some content like friends friends is now over at HBO max. If I'm not mistaken, hmm. um, for, strangely enough, you can now find a, uh, Nick at night too, which is, is that really? odd. Yeah. I remember when Nick at night was like an old people's kind of thing back in the eighties when it first came out. Uh, so 
they they have a they have a huge problem on their hands. Plus, uh, a lot of their woke material is just not the business. People aren't subscribing to it. And uh, they have a lot, to. it seems to me, to clean up. This is not over anytime soon. Right. So we'll see what happens by the end of this year. Uh, and that would be very interesting to see if they recover or not. Because, you know, it's like one of those Internet sites, like MySpace back in the day. We thought MySpace was, was the, the king of all websites and it'll never go under. Well, you know what? Corporations can go under despite what some people think. Yeah, and um, I'm going to say this in closing about this particular subject matter. Um, I'm going to say that I agree with all the talking points you made. And I'm I'm just curious, you know, we're, we're growing the listenership here on the Ad Hero Podcast. I would really love to hear from our listening audience. Are you guys fans of Netflix dropping the entire season, like the status quo? Don't change a thing. I like to be able to sit down and just go through and blaze through an entire weekend and watch 12 episodes. Or would you like to see them change it to more like the Disney Plus strategy where they drip out one episode per week? Get on our socials. Let us know what you guys think. All right. Find us on YouTube, Instagram, all these different places at AdSymbol. That's the parent company that the Ad Hero podcast is, is uh, the umbrella for. Get on our YouTube channel. Let us know what you guys think. We'll read your comments on a future broadcast. And uh, But I'm sold. I think they should drip it out week by week. That's my personal vote. And speaking of ad symbol, I believe we have an update of MJO Snaps, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, sir. Let's hear it. Ad, uh, MJO Snaps. So for you guys that don't know, uh, I have uh, been live streaming now on Twitch. I just celebrated my one-year anniversary live streaming on Twitch. You can find me at twitch.tv slash mjosnaps. Thank you. I'll, I'll take a virtual bow here. Uh, twitch.tv slash mjosnaps. We'll put that in the show notes. Uh, it's a really fun platform. It's really engaging. Uh, I get an opportunity to come on the stream and interact with the viewing audience as I cover various topics, play video games, do different things. Uh, sometimes we talk about the podcast, coincidentally enough, it's an extension of the ad symbol universe and all the different media products we have here. But the update I want to give you guys is because this is a marketing advertising podcast, Twitch just did a major update to their advertising, uh, manager. They call it ad manager. It's inside the Twitch settings. So for those of you guys who don't know, when you tune on the Twitch stream, and you're watching someone do live content, they will typically play ads at the very beginning and then every like 15 or 30 minutes. You used to not be able to control that. Me as the creator, me as the person that's live streaming, I had no previous control over that. The new update is I now have control over that. And so the idea being is if I want to like overload my show with ads and make more money, I could do that. But of course... Most people find ads annoying, as you will hear Tom speak on in just a little bit in the B block. So instead, I went the opposite direction. I actually turned my ads volume all the way down because I want you guys to be able to just enjoy the stream, enjoy the, uh, the, the, the broadcast, and have a good time hanging out. But here's the real reason why I did that, not only exclusively for you guys to have a good viewing experience. Twitch is not paying very much money for these ads to me as the creator. 
which I find very hilarious because I'm the one putting in all the legwork to make the broadcast interesting. And they're giving me like a few pennies every time one of these ads appear. All right. So I just find it very interesting that, yeah, they unlocked this ads manager, but for the creators putting in all the hours and Gino, you, you've watched some of the streams, you see how hard, uh, you know, I have to bring the energy and, and keep talking the whole way through while I'm playing a game or just talking to the camera. I mean, do you think the creators on Twitch should be earning a lot more money for the, the ads that they show? Yeah. Why not? Why not? <laughs> um, I mean, because cause you're, cause you're having the experience of viewing the right. live stream. Right. And I'm having the experience of being the person who's putting the live stream on, like the talent. Right? right? So I'm not making very much money off the ads, a few pennies every time they show it. Your enjoy viewing experience is being interrupted when they just cut away and show – would you see the other night like a like a Toyota ad or something like that? Well, like, it was the beginning of the show. Okay, like like gotcha. I, I I seen a Dunkin' Donuts and uh, interesting. What else was there? Oh, I think there was like a movie trailer. Movie trailer, right? Which was I thought kind of cool. It's like, well, okay. that's cool. You got you got the movie trailer going on there. Oh, so you find it actually kind of up the value of my show. I think so. Trailer. Oh, interesting. Okay, but it, at least it's it's one. But it, it see, but it only comes out on the mobile. When I go to the desktop, okay. when I go to a, like an Android TV like we have here in the studio, commercials don't show up. That's interesting. Yeah. See, I didn't even realize that. Well, maybe that's that's one of the new updates that rolled out. Anyways, real fun platform. I just wanted to give that quick update because it's advertising related. Okay. Um, and we like to talk about all things marketing and advertising here at the Ad Hero Podcast. So I thought that was relevant. Um, but yeah, I'm live on Twitch Mondays and Thursdays. 1.30 Pacific Standard Time, twitch.tv slash Snaps. Come hang out. Come say hello. Come say that you uh, are a fan of the Ad Hero podcast, and I'll give you a shout-out on air. <laughs> 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 All right. That about uh, wraps it up for the A Block. Uh, Gino, do you want to uh, take it away and give us a uh, transition here to the B Block? Yeah, sure. Just remember to follow us online at AdSymbol. Uh, and then uh, try to find us on YouTube as well uh, under Ad Symbol. And you can also find us on Rumble uh, as we have plenty of new content on there. Uh, just look under the Ad Hero podcast. We'll be right <laughs> Welcome back to the Ad Hero Podcast. Tom is the founder and creator director at School of Thought, an agency which specializes in creating campaigns that focus on sustainable social and environmental practices and foster meaningful connections between consumers and brands. Tom is an expert in advertising and a thought leader on how the marketing world needs to embrace current social movements in order to stay relevant and viable. Tom, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, you know, Matthew. Nice to be here. Try saying that three times quickly, huh? That was a mouthful. Yeah, that's that was that was a mouthful. And uh, just to maybe bring bring it bring it down a level so people can kind of wrap their head around exactly what all that means. Could you give our listening audience an example of uh, a campaign that you guys have recently worked on that 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 uh, is a sustainable social environmental practice type campaign? Sure. So. Um, 
you know, we started out as just a general creative agency, but, but uh, six or seven years ago, we started doing work in diversity and inclusion and sustainability. And it ba basically it made us feel a lot better. You know, we enjoyed the wins and the losses were not as painful, you know? And so as an example, uh, California is trying to get to carbon neutral by 2045. So in order for that to happen, everything's got to go the right way. You know, people have to move to EVs, um, appliances need to be more electric, reduce the gas appliances and so forth. So we're, we're trying to make people think about energy and it's hard. You know, most people don't think about energy except for cold beer and hot showers. And right. so what we're trying to do is, <laughs> is make these things relevant and accessible to people. So uh, we did a campaign called The Switch Is On that started two or three years ago about moving people to, to electric. And it's hard, you know, California, it's not all Berkeley and, and San Francisco, you know, Orange County is super conservative. So you, you got to, climate change isn't going to do it. You've got to talk to people about things, things that matter that matter to them. So that's what we're doing. And, and we've, you know, made a huge difference, something like 45% awareness in two years. Kent, Kent, just as a quick follow-up to that. It, so uh, behind the scenes, who's, Who's funding that campaign? Is it the is it the local government? Is it a, is it is it you know Washington D.C. with a federal grant? Like what? Where? How does how does it how do like how does that campaign come together in terms of like your guys' customer base and stuff like that? Well, basically, we started searching among the the couch cushions, you know, for some change. Uh, no, it's yeah. it's it's super modestly funded. Uh, there are campaigns, even California is so expensive for media. There are campaigns that are similar that spend 20, 30 million bucks. This was yep. a million bucks. Uh, and it was, it's funded by a coalition called the Building Decarbonization Coalition, which is another mouthful. Apparently everything that I do is requires two lungfuls to say. Um, <laughs> but uh, the, uh, the coalition is made up of exactly as you said, Matthew, it's like uh, cities, you know, that are trying to kind of do things uh, collectively, uh, small things called CCAs, which is kind of like local energy hmm. uh, cooperatives. Uh, like in the Bay Area, there's, there's Marine Clean Power and, you know, East Bay Community Energy. And they kind of handle the, the last mile of electricity to, uh, to consumers. And then some utilities are in, some manufacturers are in. It, it's just Absolutely. a coalition of people who are all trying to kind of help, you know, move, make some progress uh, to to hopefully get us on track or keep us on track to being carbon neutral. That's great. You said you said it was a two million dollar campaign. That's huge. No, it was under a million. Oh, under a million. Excuse me. Yeah, okay, wow. for the state so of California, you know, thirty-eight million people. It's it's not you know it's very very hard and some of the most expensive media places in the in the country media wow. uh, areas and regions in the country so absolutely we had to be super scrappy yeah uh, and it, also I I, great, I would say not, not to cut you off but you know you've got to have twice the impact right if mm. you've got like precious impressions you've got to make sure they stick and that that's that that's that's what we get out of bed for, you know, it's like, make, make it, make it matter, you know, make people care. If you're not making people care, give it up. You know, you're, you're wasting your time and energy. 
Gino, if I may, just because I think this is sure. really poignant for listening to understand like Tom's specific expertise here with with a challenge that big of carbon neutrality and such a very, very tight budget. How how does your guys company kind of go about that process of thinking about the, the right message that's really going to drive home that that lasting impact? Well, it's a really good question. I mean, you know, we come up with uh, dozens, hundreds of ideas, um, and then we kind of run it through the filter of, is it going to work for the audience? You know, is it going to be arresting? Is it going to stop people in their tracks? And, and will it resonate with the audience? And, you know, in California, as I said, it's not one state. It's like six of them. We, you know, we just happen to be cobbled together. So we've got all these political differences. We have all these regional differences. You know, I'm in apparently the hottest place on the, you know, outside the sun right now in Palm Springs uh, versus, you know, I could go somewhere else in California. It's probably 40 degrees right now. Um, so all these, all these so many differences and you've got to figure out what's going to work. And so we have to kind of tailor the campaigns for each region. You can't talk to Orange County about climate change. That's a non-starter. But right. uh, you can, you know, you can talk to them about it's pretty cool to have a have a car that has a refueling station right at your house. You're never going to be right. late. You're never going to be late for an errand if your car is already filled up and ready to go, which is wow. the case with any EV, you know, well, it's wow. so, and we did it in a funny way, you know, and it, it, it was funny and it was unexpected. We did a shtick about, about this woman who was woke up late as we all have runs down the stairs, you know, grabs her keys, goes to the car, car is empty, fuel station, forgot her wallet you know and and then versus the guy with the ev who's just kind of like you're crazy you know this is so chill because i've got an ev and i get to just roll out and go so you can make it fun you know you make it funny make it accessible and you make a good point at the same time and it's it's that sort of dynamic that we kind of try to to figure out and it just takes i wish there were i wish i could hit f7 on the keyboard and everything would come together but but it just takes a lot of work <laughs> tom uh kind of adding to that and then um, throwing in the latest with economics. Uh, I want to know if American companies, in your opinion, and even facts on the, uh, with your agency, if you're starting to see a dip in advertising. Uh, we saw today at the time of this recording that American media, uh, America, uh, I'm sorry, American companies, uh, especially those in the, in the media and the online industry reporting today that the ad spends down in 2022, especially uh, as compared to quarter number two, and that they didn't meet their numbers. So going forward in the rest of the year, do you see companies maybe spending less? Well, I, I know for, for one, Gino, we're, we're folding the tent. Uh, we're going to build a bunker. I'm kidding. Um, no, it's, uh, <laughs> That's why you're holed up down in Palm Sunder. Yeah, no, exactly. Makes sense. Compound. Exactly. I wanted to go somewhere cool. To, no, uh, <laughs> you know, my, my sense of timing is epic. We opened our doors in 2009. And so I've kind of, I've kind of, I know how the song goes. Um, what, what's hard for people to understand is, when the volume of, of impressions, you know, when, when advertising goes down, it basically means that the clutter is reduced, you know, that there is, mm. there is more calm in the environment. 
it's actually an amazing opportunity for for companies with kind of visionary leaders to stand out. It's a great opportunity. The, you know, you don't want to go toe to toe with uh, Geico. They spend a billion a year. You know, when Geico is is owning every, every everything in all media out there, you want to you want to try to uh, make an impression when when it's an easier environment. So it's actually a great time for companies to go the other direction. I mean, the other thing is it's hard to get people to believe that sometimes. There are, I mean, tons and tons of MBA case studies that support it. But um, there are all sorts of other reasons to do it too. I mean, we've got so many, so many clients, so many companies are, you know, everyone wants the best and the brightest, right? Google, everybody wants a, a brilliant kid out of school. Well, how are you going to stand out if, if you're, you're not talking about your culture, your people, you're making an impression on, you know, on, on social impact, uh, DNI, diversity and inclusion, all these things that matter to people. You know, if you just kind of fold up your tent and and go quiet, mm. it, it, the consequences are going to be extraordinary and painful and long lasting, and and the your competitors are going to eat your lunch. Yeah, it's almost it's it, if I may, it, it almost sounds like it's uh, reverse psych psychology thinking, right? It's like it's like when everything's uh, to your point, when everything's down, that that should be the time that intelligent companies double down on their advertising because they, they could effectively make their dollar stretch for twice as much because it's, it's not as crowded in, in the space. They can maybe get in there and, and capture uh, some really valuable impressions and, and, and have their message heard because other people are just like, you know, scared about maybe a possible, uh, you know, the recession or a, a, whatever. Right. So is that, is that more or less? No, that's exactly right. And, and okay. branding, Branding is a long-term play, right? You know, you don't like flip a light switch and you're done. You know, it's it's a long-term investment and it's with, you know, a lot of value to it. Uh, and, and consistency is super important. But I mean, a lot of the time I think about parallels to investing, uh, something that I started way too late. But, um, you know, people want to have a good return well in order to do that most people have a diversified portfolio you got to do the same thing with your communications you know go with some safe stuff go with some riskier stuff and go with a few flyers you know take some risks and you know we've had we've had initiatives for clients we did something for cisco that got two million impressions that was cost almost nothing you know and it was because there was somebody who was willing to take a risk so you don't stop investing in a downturn. You actually, if you're smart, you've, you've been investing all along and you continue to invest and you, you're buying on the dips and you'll, things will come back. So, you know, the, the, the ones who are not reactive are generally speaking going to be the, the companies that will do better in the long run. And, and with that investment diversification, uh, uh, you know, metaphor there, I would be remiss if I didn't ask, how's your Do Dogecoin doing? <laughs> <laughs> I went all in. My son, yeah, we're rolling coins for my son's college career, uh, college education. But it's cool. Yeah, the JC is looking really good. And uh, <laughs> oh, Lainey. Um, well, no, we uh, <laughs> we 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 uh, share that opinion about 
being in it for the long haul, you know, we uh, are known for our billboard advertising. It's our bread and butter. Uh, and, and we always advocate that the longer a client can uh, stick with a program, the exponential ROI that they're going to see because the message has an opportunity to be out there for a greater amount of time, saturating the community and of so many people's uh, seeing it time and again uh, to really drive home the message. What would you, uh, have you had any clients come to you uh, in your time of running the school of thought that, you know, maybe uh, Gino and I were just curious if, if billboard advertising was on the radar or if it was not, were they, uh, did they have an opinion about it? We'd love to hear your thoughts. All the time. Uh, okay. Oh, cool. You know, no, the, cha the challenge with advertising is it's a little like getting dressed. You know, everybody is pretty sure they, they have a good sense of, of what's involved. And uh, as opposed to, say, AI, uh, with, with I'm, I'm, you know, my background is a creative director. But pretty early on, I realized, especially when we were starting the School of Thought, you know, we started as a creative boutique. And I knew we could nail the messaging. I'm totally confident in that. But it is just as important to think about where the message plays. And, and to do that, you just have to be completely dispassionate and, and almost and very strategic and, and kind of use the ears more than the mouth. And so what we, you know, we have a media director who's amazing. And, and you know, they, they come up with solutions that, are really thoughtful and different media have different strengths and weaknesses. You know, you can't tell an amazing story in a billboard, but I can stop you in your tracks unquestionably. You know, literally I have had billboards where we have, we had somebody from Google take a stop at the airport, take a photo of it and send it to the marketing director saying this thing stopped me in my tracks, amazing ad, great work. When was the last time anybody did that for a banner ad? You know, it's it's just right. not, it's never going to work. Now, you can't tell a charming story. You can't tell a complicated, you know, long-form story that has nuances. You can't necessarily, you know, there, there are limitations to all these things, but different media have different strengths. And, and for stopping power and branding, uh, you know, you, one would be crazy not to to consider out of home. Now you mentioned uh, creative boutique and come up with the messaging. Now, do you also have clients that come to you, or is it just everything's in house and work with uh, companies that maybe have like minded visions of school of thought? Uh, I don't. I didn't quite get the. So we we just work for um, we just work for third party clients, Gino. So you know um, uh, you know a lot you know we, we're lots of different cities, uh, blue chip companies, you name it. Uh, we do lots of it, lots of different work for lots of different clients. If I if I may, Gino is to maybe parrot what Gino was asking, because I think it's a great question. Sometimes we have brands come to our site and they're very, very, uh, what's a polite way to say it? Very like, this is what I want the message to be. And internally we go, 
that's a terrible message. That's never going to work on a billboard. Yeah. Or they, <laughs> no, give, us the, they okay. give us the design and the design is overcrowded despite the fact that we have endless amounts of information on our site that says, keep your message simple. Cars could be driving by really fast or, you know, people have, like you said, you can't tell the whole story here. It's just meant to kind of capture right. the imagination and get them maybe looking you up. So do you ever have situations, if I'm understanding your question correctly, you know, where people come to you and, you know, maybe they have an in-house di director. Oh, I've been doing this for years. I know what this brand needs, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and they're kind of fighting you a little bit on that or what? what how, sure. How it, it definitely happens. No, it definitely okay. happens. And I think the thing that I would say is one of the big benefits of having a consultant or a consultative agency, which is kind of how we operate, um, is we had the benefit of perspective. You know, I had a client who used to talk about how they were inside their bubble. You know, great people, smart people inside the bubble. Uh, Matthew, you were talking about your sports. You're kind of an Oakland sports guy, right? Big time, yep. Yeah. I mean, it, it's when you're in-house, when you're working for the company, it's effectively like you're, you're working for the, you know, you know insert a, a medium to bad sports team where mm. you know the 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 bills or something um and <laughs> oh everyone from buffalo uh, just turned off this podcast oh yeah sorry sorry <laughs> sorry hank from buffalo no but but you know everybody's on the team and they have to believe you know and they're they're kind right. of they're, they're close they're inside they're insular they're, they're they're all kind of doing this group think thing and in and in the of course in tech they're getting stock options so you know cha-ching there's that kind of psychological right. factor as well they don't have the benefit of having any perspective you know and the mm -hmm. most important perspective is not their perspective it is not my perspective it is the perspective of the audience and right. we're in a better position most often to go out there and get objectively a sense of what the audience thinks about the brand and the opportunities mm -hmm. and the weeks weaknesses and strengths than people who are inside the bubble so yeah, it happens all the time. I mean, we're talking about media. You know, there was a time uh, we were doing some work for a fintech and with some kind of younger marketing directors. And we're like, hey, yeah, if you want to make a splash, because they were desperate to get people in, in San Francisco about two years ago, as, as is everyone, you know, consider doing some out of home as well. You know, get, get, right. You know, and, and we've done amazing campaigns, you know, and they're all mixed media, but we're saying in the, in the, in the mix, you should kick around doing some bus shelters and other things right. to, to, you know, to get uh, all these tech people walking around the city and so forth, really get in their face. And they looked at me or our team like, oh, that's crazy. You know, we're a tech firm. We've got to do banner ads. Well, yeah, but when was the last time you clicked on a banner ad, you know, right. really? And, and while we are online here and while our lives are in fact online, it's good to counter program, right? Hit them when, you know, don't, don't do the usual thing, do the atypical thing. What do some things that are opposite of what your competitors are doing. If everybody is in this pond, fish somewhere else. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's just, it makes perfect sense. I mean, one thing that's driving me yeah. crazy as an example of this follow the herd mentality, 
every tech firm in the freaking valley is using open sans the typeface every yep. single one and it's like you guys are killing me there's like you have so few opportunities to set yourself apart you know the message has to be awesome you have to stop people who don't want to look at your ad you have to you know grab them and and make an impression and then you're using the exact same typeface as every other company in the valley that's not going to do it you know, right. be distinctive, right. be arresting. And, and you I'll have to be that way strategically as well. Just, just to wrap it up here, Tom, uh, we have one of, it's one of our most popular episodes on the Ad Hero podcast archives. Uh, why ad design matters with Eric Murray. He's uh, uh, someone that works for one of the outdoor companies back on the East Coast. But he, over the, his career, has to echo your sentiments, has really honed in on the idea of how critical your ad design uh, needs, it, it, the importance of it, when you're, especially when you're doing an outdoor advertising campaign. So uh, I think uh, Gino and I would agree with everything you're saying, uh, that you know, having access to someone like yourself in the school of thought, if someone's considering to do um, any kind of outdoor advertising campaign or any other kind of you know, so social impact campaign they should reach out get in touch with you learn more and why don't you tell our listening audience where can they do that so this internet thing is apparently catching on and so we we've we've gone to <laughs> picked up a site at a school school of uh is is a great way to go and then uh, our instagram handle is uh school of thought at school of thought okay perfect at okay, school great. of thought um so any, any, any other uh, final thoughts you want to leave with our audience just about uh, uh, anything that we covered today? No, I, I mean, everybody hates advertising, but there's an opportunity to come up with something that stops people in their tracks and, and actually overcomes, you know, is such a good experience that people kind of are happy that, that they saw what you did, you know, and that's, that's the opportunity. And also, Brands have an opportunity to do good at the, you know, we've had a hell of a couple of years. And, and so right. that's one of the things as a marketer, I think you've got an opportunity to do something or you've got an opportunity to do something meaningful that you will be able to look back on and feel really proud about. And we love working with people who want to do the latter. Excellent. Tom, thank you for coming on the program. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the program. <laughs> uh, Matthew, let's get your final thoughts on Tom Geary coming onto the show today. Wow. He had, uh, he was like just dropping knowledge bombs. Boom, boom, boom. One after the other. Uh, I really liked how he articulated the whole idea of the reverse psychology thinking process. In other words, when everybody else is laying low, that's when you should spring into action. When everybody else is taking time off from their advertising, you can actually double and triple your impression reach for spending the same amount of money because there's less people out there in the field doing advertising. And his examples of uh, the billboard advertising things he's done in the out-of-home space is obviously touches near and dear to us. It's obviously uh, something that we deeply believe in and have built our company around. And so uh, I think merging the really unique creative 
with the outdoor advertising experience is is crucial to success in that game. And Gino, that's something that you and I discuss uh, frequently with customers, correct? That's correct. Do you have any other thoughts about Tom and, uh, or rather what Tom was saying and, 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 uh, his company school of thought? Uh, it, I like the, uh, part where I asked about the, uh, content and the actual advertisement and how he actually thinks that more content should be out there because you want to engage the person and get them to stop in their tracks so that they look and see your ad, which makes sense. I mean, it's it's common sense, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, not uh, nobody likes to be sold to, as Tom put it, and we couldn't agree yeah. more. So making the content um, almost almost be like a subtle advertisement without it being explicitly an advertisement, right? That's kind right. of stop people, get them thinking. They do more research before they know it. They're interested in what you have to sell, and they're reaching out to you to find out pricing information, etc. So great stuff today from Tom. Thank you so much for being on the Ad Hero Podcast. And uh, I don't know, Gino, why don't we uh, wrap it up? Where can people uh, go from here? Okay, so follow us online at Ad Symbol on all our social media channels. Uh, you can ch- catch us on, on at uh, YouTube. Uh, make sure to push that like and subscribe and hit that notification bell to be notified about all future Ad Hero Podcast premieres. And always don't forget to leave a comment or question below and let us know your thoughts. You can also check us out on Rumble. That's right. You can just actually, that screen name is actually the Ad Hero Podcast. You catch us on there and make sure to get us in the Rumble by pushing that plus sign there. For inquiries and more information about outdoor advertising, visit our site, adsymbol.com. Find the Ad Hero Podcast on all major podcast platforms. Thank you for tuning in to the Ad Hero Podcast. My name is Gino Giovanni. And I am Matthew Olivieri. Signing out.